Hello everyone and welcome back to the Bundesliga show brought to you by Over the Bar with your hosts as always myself Rory Petrie and Mark Broadhurst in Germany. Um, yeah welcome back everyone. Uh, the weather's starting to improve. The Bundesliga has uh, has produced the goods yet again. Uh, Man United just trounced Spurs 3-1 <laughs> deservedly so so I'm absolutely buzzing so everyone's happy uh, and we've got a guest on the show so what what, what could be better than watching a bit uh, or chatting a bit of Bundesliga um, uh, on the Bundesliga show, of course. Um, so, obviously, if you're new to the show and you've never seen us before or over the bar and you like what you see, make sure to click the big red button and subscribe um, so that you don't miss out on any shows. We've got two shows out regularly a week and we're always working on new content. Um, obviously, things like uh, our little video that we did with the two Bundesliga podcasts, uh, which was really good fun. So, yeah, go check out all of that on the Over the Bar YouTube channel. Um, Without further ado, we'll go over to Mark to introduce the new anagram for this week and to reveal the answer of last week's anagram. So, Mark, over to you. Okay, so let's start off with Mark's mystery anagram by recapping last week. So, if you remember, guys, for those of you, the regulars and the people who watched it last week, let's have a look at uh, a reminder of what last week's was. So, it was Badman Stooped. And yeah, actually the correct answer was, it was a little bit of a hard one this week. I gave you guys a really, really tough one this week. And yeah, unfortunately nobody got it right on the uh, the uh, YouTube channel. It was indeed Edmund Tapsova from uh, Bayer Leverkusen. So yeah, unfortunately nobody got it right this week. But yeah, let's move quickly on to uh, this week, week 28 anagram. So let's have a look at the bottom of the screen. As you can see, it is Glamour's Disc this week. So, yeah, obviously, for the, those of you who are listening on the podcast, just take a pen and write down the first word is Glamour's, which is G-L-A-M-O-U-R-S. And the second word is Disc, which is D-I-S-K. So that's Glamour's Disc. Remember, all of the answers have to be related to the top tier of the Bundesliga, which is either a manager slash coach, a player, or a club related to the Bundesliga. So remember to comment on our YouTube channel. We always want you guys to comment as much as possible. So, yeah, remember to do that. And for those of you listening on the podcast, just play along for your own enjoyment. Okay, so that, that concludes our anagram for this week. So let's start by recapping the scores on the doors from this fantastic week 28 of the Bundesliga action. So as you can see on the bottom of your screen, we started on Friday night with a massive 1-0 win for Bielefeld over Freiburg. Moving on to Saturday afternoon games, we had a one-all draw for FC Bayern Munich against Union Berlin. Then we had the, the game of the weekend didn't disappoint. We had a brilliant 4-3 win for Eintracht Frankfurt over Wolfsburg. Then, yeah, another entertaining game, 2 all between struggling Hertha Berlin and Borussia Mönchengladbach. Then we had a 4-1 away win for RB Leipzig in Werder Bremen. Then we had the late kickoff on Saturday evening was another good game this weekend, a 3-2 win for European quarter-finalist Dortmund in Stuttgart. Then moving on to the Sunday games, the focus was mostly on the bottom of the league. We had a, only the second win of the season for Schalke, so congratulations to them. 
They got a 1-0 win over Augsburg. And then, yeah, we finished the weekend. Well, we finished the Sunday with a brilliant 3-2 win for Mainz over struggling Cologne. And obviously, just to remind you guys, we've only got eight games this week because we've got the, tomorrow's game between Hoffenheim and Leverkusen will be a Monday night kickoff. Okay, so back over to you, Rory, to introduce our guest this week. Yeah, absolutely. Just before I do, actually, though, I have to interject, Mark, that we did actually have an answer oh, on really? on, um, on the uh, anagram. So apologies, Ian B, because <laughs> Ian got it spot on. I thought for a minute, I thought I'd just better double check. So, Ian, apologies yeah. all round. Yeah. Well done but for getting the, the anagram correct. Champion of the anagram, anyway. So he is well absolutely. So yeah, well done, Ian. Um, but yes, on to the guest. Um, very lucky and, and happy to be joined by an Union Berlin fan. Um, this week we've been we've been looking out for some Union Berlin fans, obviously because they've been having a really stellar season. And um, lo and behold, we've managed to get one. Um, so we're going to bring in Michael now, who uh, who is an Union Berlin fan who lives in Glasgow, uh, who obviously has followed them and kind of follows them through through Twitter as well. So we'll bring him in now and uh, we'll obviously have a nice chat about Union. Hello. Hi, guys. Thanks, thanks for having me on. It's actually it's very surprising to be on a Bundesliga talk show talking about Union. So great, <laughs> great to be here, you know. Yeah, we're yeah, big fans of Union on OTB show, actually. I'm I'm a, the kind of my, my first team is FC Nuremberg, but Union Berlin's a team I kind of look for in the Bundesliga. So, yeah, I'm happy to have you here. Great <laughs> <Absolutely>. stuff. <laughs> Good stuff. Okay. So, yeah, so let's uh, quickly get on to OCB's featured four. So, obviously, which is actually going to be a featured five this week because we've had so many good games. And obviously, we've got uh, Michael on. So, we're going to uh, start with uh, the game involving his team, which was obviously Bayern Munich versus Union Berlin. So, I mean, it finished in a one all draw. <laughs> People might see that as a little bit surprising, but we'll go straight over to you, Michael. What did you make of that one? I thought, to, to be fair, very, very, very good performance from Union. I like, I like the way when Union go away from home, it's no one's, no one should be surprised that they don't concede many goals, even to Bayern, for example. Like they sit in so compact, it's actually really difficult to kind of break them down. I don't, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but as whenever a team plays at Union, they seem to struggle kind of break through the lines almost and it's to be fair I don't think it's surprising at all I'm actually quite upset that they didn't win which is unbelievable to say yeah, yeah but you know yeah yeah. I think um, we were just chatting about it before we came live actually and Michael I think um, it's it's a weird thing to say obviously from your point of view that you're almost disappointed with a point away to the champions mm by how much, obviously, the expectations of this club have, have been rising, not only throughout the season, but throughout the, the last couple of seasons. So do you want to maybe just, just touch on a little bit about how, you know, how this season's kind of rolled on and, and maybe how the players maybe started off with a with an aim of maybe just mid-table safety and just as things have been going on, they've, they've now been looking at chasing a top six spot. So do you think that's just just helped the players' confidence along and, and then as a result yeah. made their standards higher? Definitely, I think so. I think the fans also are kind of the same way. I went into this season, I was kind of worried about it. We lost, obviously, Anderson. We lost Geekovic last year to probably, you would say, main players for us. But I think the recruitment from Urs Fischer in the summer was spot on. Max Cruiser has been a revelation for us. It's Luther and goals as well. I was 
very, I thought Carrius would be our number one this year. Yeah. Not turned out that way. Luta, very, very solid goalkeeper. Not as mad as Geekovitz, but here we are. Yeah, I just, it was, to be fair, the aim for me was just to stay up again, pretty much. Would have loved to stay up again and get, get a cup run, obviously, went out to Leverkusen in the cup. But yeah, the, the league has been ridiculous in the scene. I've been seeing UEFA Conference League predicted groups flashing around and right. Union Berlin in with Hibs and stuff like that. <laughs> it's crazy. And the, the first Europeans, first, yeah, it's just, it has been, to be fair. But that, as I said, it's kind of, I've started to expect them to win against teams teams in the Bundesliga like Schalke, Kuhn, Bielefeld, all that. I'm going into these home games and I'm like, we should win today, which is mm-hmm. unbelievable to be fair, considering considering the rise. But I think tactically Union get most games spot on, to be fair. Yeah. I think yeah. I think everyone can kind of see that. So yeah, delighted yeah. to be fair with the season. Yeah, and I to be fair, I really love the intent showed by by the side in in a lot of games and and especially on Saturday because obviously Union could have taken their medicine and by right the champions just want to come through here and get their get their three three mm. points and, and obviously go home. But obviously the equaliser comes from a bit of you know quick thinking, the quick throw in from I think it's Tuka um, puts it in through in behind a sleeping defence really. I have to say from mm. from Bayern to be be hit from and throwing that far down down the line, down the touch line, which I think it's Andrik who's then in the area, pulls it back, mm-hmm. which which is then in turn put in by Inge Bartson. And that's just that that one, that passion, that intensity to then go chase a game that against the champions, you know, this the relentless machine that is mm-hmm. buying Munich to, to take the game to them, I thought was really impressive. So, yeah, um, I, I think that's a great way to approach things. I really think it speaks volumes the fact that we are confident to go to the Alain Zelina and play out play out from the back. Like you seen that in the first five minutes. They're knocking the ball about really well. Just Bayern are kinda of sitting off a little bit. It's quite quite kinda of, it's unreal to be fair. Uh, I thought the two goals, so the Bayern goal and the Union goal came from kinda of sloppy defending. It was Union's only real mistake. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trimble probably should have put his head through. It uh, clears the first ball and then it comes back to him and it's just kinda of, yeah. Yeah, but that's the the one the one lapse of concentration leads to a goal. So you can have, you can respect the result and the fact that you just get punished if you make a mistake, you know. Yeah, and obviously unbeaten against FC Bayern Munich as well. Yeah. <laughs> Two draws. I mean, there's not many teams mm. this season that'll say that. That's for sure. I mean, as far as I know, you're the only team so far that have gone both games without losing to Bayern. And I mean, believe uh, Bielefeld as well. Probably, yeah. I think Bielefeld. Yeah, no, no, I think they lost at home. They they got the Bayern, yeah, but I think they lost at home, yeah. So, I mean, it's, and I remember the game at home against Bayern, you were brilliant in that one as well. I remember Mm. you could have won that one easily as well. So, it just kind of proves how far the team's come. I mean, you got the win over Dortmund as well earlier in the season. So, it's just, you don't only beat the smaller teams, you also give it Mm -hmm. to the teams as well, which must just be amazing as an Union fan, you know. I mean, you've come a long way in two years and I hope it continues for you guys. But what do you expect going forward then? Do you think that Union can continue to be a mid-table side or do you think you'll be back struggling again next season? So it depends on the recruitment, who we kind of keep, who... Because last year I did think we'd struggle, but then the recruitment was spot on and then we just kind of kicked on from there. I think, obviously, the more money you finish higher up the table, if Urs Fischer stays, has kind of tactics seem to work really well 
The only thing I'm concerned about is teams that kind of will get wise to that eventually. And I'm a bit, I'm always nervous, to be fair. <laughs> I'm always nervous <laughs> for the new season. Until you hit kind of 30, 40 points, I'm really nervous about it. But yeah, I'm, I'm really very confident with kind of this season anyway. I think we'll finish strongly, kind of six, six games to go. And then next season, it's kind of, I'll see how the summer goes, to be honest. I don't want to commit to anything crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, and then two quick two quick uh, questions from me, Michael, just just towards um, one, I'm going to ask for a prediction. And then the second one, well, I'll start with the first one, actually, in, in regards to actually where, where your support from Union has come from. Because um, obviously, as you'll be able to, all our viewers will be able to tell from the accent, you're, of course, a Scottish of nature and you're living in Glasgow. Um, so, yeah, where, where did you start to follow Union Berlin from? Yeah, so it's probably very similar to a lot of kind of stories. I was brought up a Celtic fan in Glasgow, so that's kind of all that I was, all that I knew. Got a little bit older, was always interested in German history, learned about the Cold War, all that kind of thing in school. Really liked Berlin, mm-hmm. really kind of fancied the city. Played a bit of football manager as well, much like a lot of people. I think they were they weren't even licensed. It was Berlin Kupenick Damfeld or something they were called. But yeah, just kind of always always liked kind of German football. Never really had a team to support. It's kind of floating between you know the usual. In Glasgow, there's a really weird phenomenon when it's either St. Pauli or Hamburg. Mm. If you go past any kind of Celtic and Rangers, basically, so if you go past go past any five a side pitch. In Glasgow, there's a handful of St. Pauli, a handful of Hamburg shirts. It's really strange. But yeah, just kind of research and stuff like that. I really like Berlin, looked into Hertha for a while, and then didn't really want to support them. So then yeah. kind of stumbled across Union. And then the more I read about them, the more kind of read about the fans. They were in the third division at that point as well. So it was kind of mm-hmm. cool thing for me to do, you know. <laughs> and then, yeah, just from there, just fell in love, became a member. Game a season ticket older as well, so I'm a season ticket older, and then just trips across to watch them became kind of a thing that I like to do. So yeah, brilliant. Well, <laughs> yeah, as you mentioned, well, a potential third European competition starting next season with some some interesting looking groups that that you mentioned. So that that could be that could be amazing to have a, a bit of a European tour with Union in the future for sure. <laughs> Um, could be interesting to see how they manage it if they are, because we have seen German teams struggle in that regard with regards to managing their squads. Um, but that's for another time. Um, mm. Last question on on Union, then, um, Michael, I'm going to put you on the spot, as I love to do with everyone else. Uh, I'm just going to ask you, where do you think you're going to finish this season then? This season, we'll finish seventh, I think. I think we'll maintain, maintain the position. We'll stay with seventh. I don't want to aim any higher than that just now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Okay, so we're going to move on to the next uh, feature four game, which was, I mean, for me, this was the game of the weekend. This was a classic, really, between two really, really good Bundesliga sides, Frankfurt 4, Wolfsburg 3. I mean, this was a brilliant game. It was topsy-turvy with, obviously, uh, Wolfsburg taking the lead very early on in this game. But then, I mean, Frankfurt doing what they do best, you know, I mean, the the hit back. And for me, the the man of this game was Andre Silva, really, leading the line. The, The assist for the second goal for Jovic was just outstanding, really. Did you catch that one, Michael? Uh, I managed to catch some bootleg highlights of it. So I've kind of seen the goal. I didn't catch it. It wasn't on BT player today for some reason. I tried to go back to watch it, but I was, I did see the scoreline yesterday. I was actually really, really surprised that Wolfsburg conceded four goals, but Mm -hmm. obviously testament to Frankfurt. Yeah. Very well. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I think um, exactly what you say there, Michael, with regards to the scoreline being quite surprising that, I mean, it's no surprise that it's high scoring with these two teams mm. in terms of their attacking their attacking talents. But any side that puts four goals past this Wolfsburg defence this season mm. is incredibly impressive. And, and the kind of the attacking threat that me and Mark have often talked about that Frankfurt possess really hit hit form again and and obviously going 1-0 down very early on could have been a you know a real blow to the side but the way they came back was incredibly impressive I thought um obviously Kamada getting on the score sheet again was good Silva leading from the front linking up perfectly well with his with his new strike partner uh, obviously Luka Jovic having a good return to the club since coming back on uh, on loan from Real Madrid um Michael, what what do you reckon with these two teams? I know um, I know Wolfsburg have got probably the harder running out out of the two teams, and obviously mm. we've got we've got Dortmund chasing um, chasing very hard, which obviously we'll talk about in a little bit because it's important for them to get top four. Um, do you think either one is maybe going to struggle a little bit more with the last six games, give or take? So I think Frankfurt will kick on now after that result. That's huge for them. So I think they will finish above Wolfsburg. To be fair, Dortmund, very up and down. I think Wolfsburg will also finish top four. So <laughs> I don't think, to be fair, the Wolfsburg defence was the thing that I'd always look out for. They're very, like, very, very good. Mm-hmm. But then they conceded four. What happens after that? I don't know. But I think they'll be safe in top four. Yeah, I mean, I think the worry for Wolfsburg now is we, I think me and Rory mentioned it in the predictions as well last week, that they do have a really difficult running. I mean, they've got Bayern at home next mm-hmm. week. So, I mean, that's going to be a tough one as well, because I think obviously then all of a sudden, if you lose two in a row, then you're starting to worry a little bit. And with Dortmund, mm-hmm. are going to go away as well, although they have been very inconsistent this season. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting running, really. I, I agree with you, though, Michael. I think both of these sides will get top four. I think they've both been really, really good this season. I think, as you say, Wolfsburg are more kind of renowned for their defensive effort and Frankfurt mm. for attacking play. So I think, I mean, Frankfurt have just got goals from all angles, haven't they? Eric Durm getting another goal this weekend. He's got four or five from fullback as well. Obviously, we've talked a lot about Kostic. He's been brilliant this season. Kamadar has finally decided to start scoring as well. <laughs> Me and Rory always said how he missed a lot of chances. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I think. I'm yeah. surprised Jovic has actually been so good. I thought he would struggle a little bit coming back just for confidence and stuff like that, but really, really has kicked on, yeah. Absolutely, OK. So let, let's move on to another fantastic game this weekend, which also is kind of related to the European uh, push, which was obviously Stuttgart 2, Dortmund 3. I mean, the thing that struck me from this game is I predicted that Dortmund had rest players, but we didn't see any of that on Saturday. Mm. I mean, we saw the big boys all starting. Well, all of the fit big boys anyway. I mean, obviously Haaland starting, Bellingham starting. The whole, all of the big boys started pretty much. But I think, yeah, they got the result that they wanted. But again, more defensive problems for Dortmund. It's not been a good season defensively for the BVB at all. But I mean... I think for me, it was more a case of Stuttgart missing chances, specifically Koulibaly. I mean, he missed two mm. great chances, you know, specifically at one or uh, uh, two, one, two Dortmund. He missed an absolute sitter from right in yeah. front of the goal. <laughs> uh, Michael, did you catch this one? What did you make? Yeah, yeah, I did. So that Koulibaly chance, it was a great move from Stuttgart as well, which yeah. was <laughs> actually quite a shame. I'm not surprised that this one's high scoring because both defences quite ropey. <laughs> to, yeah. to be nice, but I, I, I love 
I love watching Dortmund. I love I love them going forward. It's never never a dull moment. See Alan Roy spelling him, Sancho when he's fit as well. It's just sensational to watch, you know. So I'm not surprised that it was high scoring, but yeah, I think Dortmund probably deserved to win. I'd say. Yeah. But yeah. Stuttgart did have a few chances. So, they did, and I think we uh, yeah. we always expected this one to be a very open-ended game. And and Stuttgart, I mean, in in the prediction show that we did on on Thursday live, I actually backed Stuttgart to win this two one. And when it one nil up, I was like, oh, mm. I'm, I'm going to get this one right. <laughs> but um, so it's it the standard um, go-to move for for Stuttgart's uh, good old Souza into Kleidzic, towering header. I mean, when, mm. at, at first, when he, when he headers it, it looks like it's just going to go miles over. <laughs> but he's yeah. so good in the air. He just loops it straight over the keeper and mm. hits uh, again. I mean, hits, obviously, he and Berkey are both um, mm. not not brilliant, not convincing, but they're sticking with hits at the moment. Um, and then Dorman do well to... To come back really quickly, get two two quick goals after after half time. Uh, Royce puts them into the lead, and then obviously there you know there's obviously this balance between trying to see out the game or then chasing the third mm. goal, and ultimately that's where they get caught. This kind of stuck in between uh, about 13 minutes to go. They give the ball away high up the pitch, and they've committed a lot of players. Stuttgart break brilliantly with pace. Um, Kurbali then puts in Didavi and he does the rest with a really nice finish. Actually, one of the few counter-attacks and mm. chances that Stuttgart were able to, to, um, to properly convert, sorry, uh, which made it 2-2. And it could have quite easily seen it be a draw and, and obviously the point only be one point for Dortmund, which ultimately wouldn't have been good enough. Um, but then they, they obviously they got out of jail thanks to uh, to another young striker on their books. Um, which I don't know an awful lot about him, uh, this Knauf, uh, Knauf um, who is 19 years old. I think he's been in the setup for a couple of years now, had a few minutes give or take, but showed quite a lot of maturity, I thought, um, to take his chance um, to, to obviously put it away for 3-2 for and be obviously a huge result for Dortmund. Michael, I mean, did, did you see much of, of, of Knauf? And obviously the, the other name we've seen loads is Mukoku, but... This mm. lad could come and steal steal the show. Yeah, uh, to be fair, I hadn't really heard of him before yeah. before yesterday. I know he'd had a couple of minutes here and there, but the finish was sensational. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. took it like he'd been in the team <laughs> the whole season, you know. So yeah, really impressed. Uh, is Mui Coco? Is he not injured? Yeah, he is. At the moment. Yeah, oh, yeah, he might be. Too yeah, yeah. I've seen highlights of him. He is ridiculous in the kind of the youth ranks, you know. But yeah, I've never heard of, never really heard of Nerf, but sensational finish you know so so yeah yeah but obviously that brings now Dortmund back to within seven points of the European places I mean it's still some would say it's a big ass you know I mean we've only got uh, six more games they've still got some difficult fixtures in there as well they've still got to play Leipzig Leverkusen so I mean it's far from an easy I think they've got to play Wolfsburg as well so realistically for me you're looking at six wins is the only way that Dortmund are going to get into that top four now I think uh, Rory, would you would you expect them to get it now, or do you think it's uh, too much to ask? Mm, uh, well, g- given the games that you've just said, I didn't actually realise that that they had that many teams left to play. But then again, they obviously have dropped a lot of points against so-called lesser teams. Um, so I guess that's you know the harder games that they've still got to play is is fair. Um, with those games that they've got left, I can't see them coming top four. 
Um, if I had my Dortmund shirt on, I would say yes, but it's, it's not on today. So uh, it, it, it might have to be Europa League football, I reckon. Yeah, they are also playing Union, so probably, probably not. There you go. Yeah, well, Union will do them as well. So. Hard running. Yeah. Okay, guys. So let's move on to the next game, which was another game. There was no shortage of brilliant. Games. This weekend. I mean, we build this one as a game that really Hertha Berlin had to be trying to win. Obviously, Michael, they are your kind of arch rivals as well, Hertha, across the other side in the west of mm. Berlin. I mean, this was a game for me, obviously, Jan Sommer getting sent off after only 13 minutes for a clumsy foul on Cordoba, although he would have scored the goal, so that would have made it 1-0. So I guess you could say that in the long run, maybe it worked out well. Then obviously Hertha Berlin taking the lead, but for me they've got to be winning that game from there. Really, you know, I mean the situation there, and they've not won many games, especially at home this season. You play in a Gladbach side who, you know, we've talked a lot about them since Marco Rosa announced that he was going to leave. They've not been great, have they overall? Mm. They put a little bit of form together. They won the last two games, but admittedly only against Schalke and Freiburg. So uh, Michael obviously is a rival of Union. Uh, would you have expected Hertha to go on and win that game from being one nil ahead, or do you think it's a good point? Uh, genuinely, when you get the keeper sent off within the first fifteen minutes, you expect the other teams to go on and kind of win. Sometimes that is quite difficult, though, especially Gladbach. You know, they they are a quality side. Yeah. But I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the stats here. Hertha had twenty three shots. Hmm. like 63% possession they obviously dominated the game but just couldn't I think they're lacking confidence to be fair mm -hmm. that is difficult and they, I don't think they really expected to be down there considering the money that they've spent as well so might might be getting to them slightly you know yeah yeah definitely I think um, well, you, you kind of strike a good point there Michael definitely with regards to the money that they've spent the, the, the quality of their squad that they have in theory, they they really shouldn't be anywhere near this this mm. kind of relegation race, and uh, as a result of the the Bielefeld and Mainz wins, they're they're right in the in the sticky stuff at the moment for sure. So it's looking not good. Looking at the game itself, obviously Gladbach did really well to to come back from one 0 down, but the two goals for me are really poor. Um, mm. Obviously, the first one, their defense is really high up, and then Plie just. Pulls, pulls around the last defender and is obviously played on. He's just on side and then finishes well. Um, don't think there's any need to do that. You'll be able to... Obviously, there's probably the idea of trying to claim the ball back against a team that's got a man less and, and press well. But I think at times you've got to respect the opposition and know that Gladbach have got pace and they will use that on the break. Um, so that's obviously the equaliser. And then... Um, Obviously, the second goal is a penalty, which Stindle, you know, duly accepts and, and puts away. But, mm. it, you know, it's a silly challenge, really, to be making by, by the captain as well, Stark, in the area. Chiram is always winning penalties as well. He's always in the area, in those kind of areas and pockets. So, yeah, for me, very two very sloppy, you know, sloppy goals to concede. And as, as Michael's already mentioned, Hertha already have plenty of the ball there, lots of shots. Um, they were obviously able to claim a point in the end. But... Uh, Definitely two points lost in that regard with, with the early sending off. So I'm, I'm sure Michael won't be too heartbroken by by her to not not getting a, not getting a win, but definitely um, a bit of a reckless performance in the end from her. I think they could have gone and controlled it a lot better. Um, so uh, yeah, it, probably a point for either side really isn't good enough at, at this stage. Both would be very disappointed, I reckon. 
Yeah. And how do you feel, Michael? Do you want Hertz to get relegated or would you be happy for them to stay up and obviously continue your their rivalry with Union? Like, how, what's your take on that? See, I really, really don't care, <laughs> to be <laughs> honest. Like, <laughs> never, the rivalry's never really been a thing until since, yeah. since Union got promoted to the Bundesliga. We obviously had the Svita Bundesliga one a few years ago, yeah. but it was never hostile or anything. It was kind of the, the last Union game I actually went to was the Derby at home when Union won one 0 That was the kind of first time I felt ill feeling towards Hertha, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I really don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that is the impression we get from a lot of from a lot of fans actually, because mm-hmm. myself and Mark did a bit of um, bit bit of research into the Berlin Derby mm-hmm. and, and did an episode which everyone can go out and you know go go check out at some point. But uh, as we discovered, there there isn't an awful lot of animosity, and and it has kind of caught fire to a certain extent in in the most recent kind of years mm-hmm. of the Bundesliga games and stuff. So yeah, I, I kind of I understand your view, uh, your viewpoint there, Michael. Uh, but by the not huge kind of rivalry or kind of caring by what the you know your rivals technically kind of do. Yeah, I think the Bundesliga wanted to catch fire, that's for sure. But because obviously mm. I mean, a capital derby is really, really big for yeah. anyone. Obviously London's got a lot, Madrid's got a lot, even Lisbon and some of the and obviously Glasgow where you're from, Michael <laughs> of them all, you know. So I think obviously I think for the Bundesliga say they do want a capital derby, but mm. I think it'll take a bit more time for the derby to develop because I think you've only played like this is this was only last week's was only the sixth competitive meeting between the sides. Yeah, like I think I think the Bundesliga kind of social media wanted it to happen. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen more animosity on social media than I have in kind of speaking to people. So it's yeah. it's one of those ones. To be fair, it's it will grow organically. I think especially mm-hmm. if they meet more. But right now, I just don't really care. <laughs> fair point, fair point. Okay, so on to the fifth uh, feature game of the week. I mean, we thought it couldn't get any better on the Saturday, but it, it did really with the Sunday game, didn't it? I mean, this we build this one as a massive game between uh, Cologne and Mainz. Mm. I mean, obviously with Mainz's running, I mean, I think they play Dortmund, uh, Dortmund, Bayern, Wolfsburg and Frankfurt in the, the last four games. So, I mean, they've got to pick up the points before that. And obviously they did do that right at the very, very end, didn't they? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously Lucas Barrero, he missed a couple of sitters last week against Bielefeld, but he did the business today with a massive last-minute goal, mm-hmm. really. Michael, how do you think that can uh, impact on the bottom end of the table, that result? So, I think it will give mind confidence. Obviously, it's not great for Kuhn. And be yourself, to be fair. I see, I'm just looking at the table. Your minds have shot up to 14, which is obviously a huge confidence, but it's great finish as well. The third goal, yeah. great finish. Yeah. And they'll be quite disheartened. They conceded that penalty, obviously, in the game as well, which probably could 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 be argued that it wasn't yes. a penalty. But mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I really like watching minds as well from what I've seen of them. I like them going forward. Mm-hmm. I really do. Uh, Boschus, obviously, he's. Great finish as well today, but yeah, I, I think Mainz will be safe. I really do. Yeah. yeah, oh, got, I, yeah. Sorry, go on, Mark. Oh, no, no. Yeah, they've got a lot of quality going forward. I mean, obviously, they sold yeah. Mateta, which we kind of tip was the end of them, really, back in January. Mm. But I mean, they've got so much quality going forward. They, they score goals, they attack well. Some mm. people would think the game management isn't the best at times, you know, because they do give away leads at bad times. But, yeah, today, I mean, the penalty was harsh against them. I mean, that's the kind of thing that mm. happens to teams down at the bottom, isn't it? Then, obviously, going behind just after half time. But, I mean, they've shown real character there. 
to come back and win the game. I mean, that's massive for them. Mm -hmm. And as you say, five points clear now of Cologne. So that's a big mountain to climb, really, for Cologne, who haven't won for a good while now, have they, really? So... Yeah, it's looking a bit looking a bit dodgy now for Cologne, isn't it? It mm. is a really bad weekend for them in terms of the results. Obviously, Bielefeld did what they could on Friday and, and got an important win. Hertha at least got a point, and obviously, Minds have, have struck out uh, again. Obviously, Bielefeld are as high as 14th on Friday night, and now they're back mm. in the back in the relegation <laughs> playoff place. So they'll not be happy with those results. Um, but that's what you have to do in these sort of relegation races, especially ones that are this tight. You just have to week in, week out, try and even if you play awful, you just have to try and get some sort of uh, some sort of point from a game. Um, but to be fair, mine's like you say, going forward, they've they've really trying to show a bit of freedom, try and show that kind of carefree attitude, which has seen them beat off a lot of big teams, as we've seen. And obviously, today's result is as big as it comes in terms of the relegation race. And in theory as well, so we've got these four teams fighting it out for one automatic relegation place and then one playoff place. But look, again, looking at the table now, obviously Werder Bremen's form, interestingly, mm -hmm. they've been playing okay football, but now they're only two points ahead of mine. They're again being sucked into <laughs> it. Um, Hoffenheim do have a game in hand, but are also on 30 points. Um, so obviously the more that these relegation teams like pick up points it is going to draw in those sort of teams the likes of Hoffenheim and Werder obviously we me and Mark have talked about Werder that they've had a much better season but if their form capitulates in these next six games they could well find themselves back in the relegation playoff place so mm. I think this relegation uh, this relegation race has a lot of legs on it with with six games yeah. to go for sure yeah Okay, so yeah, so that pretty much concludes our featured five. So thank you very much to Michael for joining us. I mean, it was great to hear your take on the five games, especially obviously the Union Berlin game. So thanks a lot for joining us and we hope you can join us again sometime in the future. All right, perfect, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Great to talk. Thanks, Michael. Nice one. Right, Take care, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, so let's swiftly uh, move on and complete the game. So obviously there are only another three games that we haven't mentioned yet, and most of those games weren't overly eventful. So let's start obviously with the Friday night game, which was a 1-0 win for Bielefeld over Freiburg. I mean, I would say this was a horrible game of football to watch, to be honest with you, but I mean, yeah. what a massive result for Bielefeld. Obviously, Santa Maria has not had the best couple of weeks, really, has he? I mean, he got that. He, he got an own goal last week, which was chalked off. And then he's yeah. banged in another own goal this week, which has given a massive win for Bielefeld. I mean, obviously, at the time, as Rory said, that catapulted them up to 14th before this weekend's games. I mean, it wasn't the best performance of the season by any means. They, they played better and lost this season. But, I mean, it, I don't think they'll get a bigger three points all season, Rory, than that one. Yeah, very important indeed. Um, again, we talked about it on Thursday about how it's probably one of those sort of games that they could uh, look to get points from, and and they duly did. Um, just kept it tight for as long as possible. Um, as you said, bit of a cagey game, really. Uh, not loads of quality, a few chances here and there. Um, I think Doan was, was heavily involved in a lot of the game. Um, I think obviously Freiburg had a few chances. Santa Maria was actually quite lively in the game, but obviously did then you know, end up um, putting the ball in, into the back of his own net um, from a short corner as well, actually, which I thought was actually quite well worked. Um, I think it's ok Okugawa that has the actual attempt itself, which looks goal bound in fairness. 
um, but obviously does take a big deflection. And um, when when you're at the bottom of the table and you, you don't always get lots of goals like Bielefeld, you will take any goal in, in any shape or form. So, yeah, they'll be, they'll be absolutely pleased with that. Obviously, they did... Um, well, I think they thought at first that they did have a second goal when Nielsen looks like he out jumps Muller for the for the second for for a header and and gets in the back of the net, but it's given offside. Um, I don't think it should have been given as a foul, so they got away with one really there, uh, Freiburg. But yeah, very important win, but they need three more maybe uh, at the very least. Uh, so yeah, work still to do. Yeah, but I mean, obviously, we, we've talked a lot that the running is very, very desirable. I mean, they still they play a lot of mid-table kind of teams and they don't play any of that top six. So, I mean, that's absolutely massive, really, you know. So, there are going to be, I would say, every game is realistically winnable, you know, from now to the end of the season. So, I mean, they're going to be really happy with the way things are progressing, even though, obviously, they have dropped back into that relegation playoff place. I mean, the next two games are against Augsburg and Schalke. I mean, another mm. four points from those games and it's going to be looking really good all of a sudden for them I think and I mean obviously as Rory has said a few times like they would be happy with third from bottom but I mean if they can climb to fourth from bottom that would be an outstanding season for me really Mm -hmm. it's just um yeah I mean you don't want to end up getting involved with that two-legged playoff do you because I mean obviously it is one decision can end your season in disaster really you know so I mean obviously you do want to avoid it but they take that over the automatic relegation slot which is starting to look increasingly like Cologne at the minute really isn't it I mean Mm -hmm. three points adrift now they've lost that game in the last minute which was massive they don't they have a mixed final six games they have some top teams and some lower teams so for me, it's starting to look a bit ominous for them, really. But I think that that third from bottom could be anyone, really, at the minute. Yeah. That could be anyone from even out, even Augsburg. The results haven't gone well for them this weekend either. Obviously, they lost, which we'll talk about in a minute, and they can't they can't be considered a hundred percent out of it, especially if they lose to Bielefeld next week. Okay, so obviously, let's move on to the, probably the the best game that we had to miss out, which was indeed a four-one win for Leipzig in Werder Bremen, which which had implications at both ends of the table. I mean, Leipzig for me, they played in this game like a team that had got a massive weight lifted off the shoulder because they felt like they weren't in the relegation, uh, they weren't in the in the title race anymore. And now, obviously, with Bayern unexpectedly dropping points, they kind of are back in the title race again, albeit on the periphery, I would say. But I mean. This is what Leipzig can do when the pressure's not on, Rory. Yeah, you actually took the words right out of my mouth there um, uh, with regards to how they did play like a team that didn't have any any worries, no pressure on them, and they produced some lovely football, to be fair. That first goal um, from Campbell, the 1-2 into Sabitzer, the flick from Olmo back to Campbell, then into Olmo and the finish. I mean, that is pure football, to be fair to them. Really, really good stuff. Um, and then Sorloff obviously helps himself to two goals, obviously one being a tap-in, but his header was a, a well-directed one um, from another assist from Nkuku. Uh, and then Sabitzer um, tapped home in the second half to restore their three-goal lead after uh, Rashica had uh, had scored a penalty from a handball. Uh, but yeah, completely controlled the game. Really impressive performance. Uh, we kind of theorised that this might be a tighter game than, than certainly 4-1. Um, but yeah, as a result, you know, it, it kind of opens things up a little bit more. Um, obviously, Bayern, obviously, have got all the cards still. Um, but Leipzig could do something special. You never know. Um, one, you know, one win 
and a loss either way cuts it to two points, then you're really game on. So we'll have to watch it uh, closely. Um, and yeah, as we were just saying, Verda's form in terms of results has really dropped, but their performances have been okay. They have been okay, but the results have, re- have obviously really dropped off the cliff. And as a result, because of the teams below them winning, they're now back in this kind of the mix for certainly the 16th place. Uh, they're four points adrift of it at the moment. But, you know, like we said, if Bielefeld get that one win, if Hertha pick up a win, then then they're right in the mix. And if your form's bad going into the rest of the season, you're starting to look over your shoulder a bit and, and start to worry and players haven't got confidence, they, they could be dragged into another relegation race. So, uh, yeah, work to do for them. Yeah, I think the issue for Werder is they just don't score goals, really, do they? I mean, how many times this season have they scored more than one goal? I bet it's less than five, to be honest with you, you know. It's just they don't score enough goals. As you say, the football's not terrible and they're relatively solid at the back, although they got mm-hmm. battered. But they hit a red-hot Leipzig uh, in this game. I mean, they didn't really have any chance, as you say. Like This was one of Leipzig's best performances of the season, hands down. And I just hope they can continue that to the end of the season because I still think Bayern will drop points, in my view. It's been a strange season for Bayern. Bayern have obviously got issues behind the scenes as well. There's mm-hmm. big talk that Sally, Sally Hammers, is the sporting director, and Hansi Flicker just not getting on at all now. And there are even reports in Germany that like the, the relationship's beyond repair at the minute. And there are mm-hmm. big, big thoughts that Hansi could go at the end of the season to uh, the German national team. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's not all, not all is... Uh, Right, right, and rain at FC Bayern Munich. So there, there is still a chance he could drop points. So like, let's hope that Leipzig can keep this level of performance going for another five, six games. Okay, so the the final game, most people would say it was a relatively insignificant game. It was a Sunday one. I mean, it, for Schalke fans, they were cel- their players were celebrating like they just won the league at the end of that game. To be honest, they knew they were so happy just to get the second win of the season, the second win in 15 months as well. I mean, it is a big result for them, really, because it gives them a little bit of confidence going into the next season because they are relegated, let's be honest. I think they could actually still mathematically go down next week, actually, if they lose uh, the game against... uh, I can't remember who they play, actually, but, yeah, if they lose that, they will go down. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, obviously, it is a win. Serdar getting the goal, obviously, from a mistake from Klimovic. Again, another goalkeeping error, another poor goalkeeping error. Augsburg will just be thinking how they didn't score, really. But fair play to Schalke. They dug in. They didn't want to concede. They, they, they were playing like a team that wanted to play for pride. And they got that win, Rory. Yeah, again, um, you know, a positive impact, I think you can say, being made by uh, by Huntelaar. Um it's you know he he finds the man who who in the end puts the cross in which is fumbled and Serdar puts it in the back of the net so obviously a positive start in that regard, um, and uh, and he did he also had a few chances Huntelaar himself um, he did drag one wide uh, of goal, um, but yeah Arlsberg probably thinking how they didn't win or at least get a goal um, so that obviously be disappointing from their point of view. Um, to be frankly honest, I hadn't even realised that Schalke weren't even mathematically down yet. I just assumed that they were. Um, so, but yeah, it, it obviously will be confirmed in either next week or, or the week, you know, weeks to come. They are down. Um, Augsburg, obviously, results haven't gone their way this weekend. I mean, even though they're only two points ahead of Werder and Hoffenheim, I don't think they'll get 
they'll get dragged in. Obviously, we've talked about their ability to win when they need to, and I think they'll they'll be good for another couple of wins and they'll be fine. Uh, they might not even need to do that, um, give or take. We'll have to see. Um, but yeah, obviously positive for Schalke. Obviously, it's good for their fans to be able to celebrate a win uh, in, in what's been a really miserable time for them. Uh, they've just got to look to the future now and, and how they're going to deal with being in Schweiz Bundesliga. Absolutely. And obviously, tomorrow night, to complete the game of fixtures, is uh, another reminder, Hoffenheim versus Leverkusen. So, yeah, so let's uh, move on to the uh, the hero and zero of the week, which has been, a, for me, one of the best weeks of the Bundesliga season so far. So let's start with Rory for the hero, then. Yeah, it has been a great weekend. Um, lots of good performances, but I thought the, the real standout performance was Andre Silva yet again. Um, in a game where... Obviously, his team needed him to lead from the front. He did so. He obviously got got his goal and then was able to provide, I think it was two assists, but certainly one assist, which was of real high quality. Um, and obviously led, led his team to an incredibly important um, win again against a great side in, in Wolfsburg. So, yeah, hero, absolutely well-deserved Andre Silva. Yeah. And obviously, uh, I'll introduce the zero. I mean, for me, again, it was um, there weren't many terrible mistakes, but I mean, there were it was, it was the goalkeepers once again who didn't really cover themselves in glory. I mean, I think a, bun, a lot of Bundesliga uh, teams are going to have to get the scouts out uh, looking for goalkeepers this summer, to be honest with you. I mean, for me, Jan Sommer is probably one of the better goalkeepers in the Bundesliga, but this week wasn't one of his better weeks. I mean, obviously taking Cordoba out when he was about to tap in. He'd gone round him and he just took him out. He knew that it was going to be a red card, but it left his team with an uphill task. But, I mean, obviously, they did get a point in the end, but still, he's going to miss the next game. And, yeah, all around, not a good day for Jan Sommer. So, that brings to the end our show for the week. But let's just finish by uh, recap it by having a look at the Twitter feed. It's at over the bar fb so remember you can see anything bundesliga related on that chat on the uh, feed um we've obviously got the bundesliga 2 show as well which was went down really really well we've got the uh, a lot of stuff related to league one we we do a live show for league one as well every wednesday night so check that out we also do the the prediction show live now starting from last week we had a really good first week of that so join us again guys on thursday uh, we'll announce the time on the Twitter, so just remember that. Then, obviously, we've got otbfootball.net, which is the main website. Check that out as well. You can see everything that we do at Over the Bar. So it's been a fantastic week 28. Everything is still on. The, the European places, the title is back on as well now. The relegation is perhaps going to be the most exciting over the next six weeks. So, yeah. Remember to join us again on Thursday for the predictions for week 29, which will be next week. So all the best. Thanks all.